You're listening to the Greenhorn Podcast. Two brothers discuss their journeys to the trials and tribulations of life. My name is Neil, and alongside my brother Gordon, we hope to share our stories and experiences as we raise our families, pursue our dreams, and share our thoughts on anything that interests us. Welcome to episode 11 of the Greenhorn Podcast. We made it to episode 11, and we're way ahead of our schedule, which is nice. So we scheduled to do one a week. But we've managed to do a couple this week, which, which is good. And um, oh, it's, it's, it's brilliant! Like to get to double figure Neil alone, <laughs> I feel like was amazing. Like we've done ten, we've recorded together, but then we did add that extra episode, that fitness one, which is kind of done okay. I was hoping it would do a little bit better, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll release any of the other ones just off the back of that. I think you know, there's part of it people listening because they want to listen to us talking, I suppose, and having conversations about. I know our lives and what we're doing, rather than the sort of fitnessy thing. But either way, we sh- we, sh- we shall see. But yeah, we should be. I think we should be delighted. We're at eleven, and as Neil says, we are like ahead of schedule to a certain degree. You know, it means that we're thinking about going ahead and making sure that we can schedule these things rather than doing them like the night before and then uploading it or whatever else. We're trying to yeah make it sustainable. I think is a word I wouldn't use for fitness, but I would use for this because <laughs> I I want to keep it going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, if if you are watching on YouTube, and I keep looking. My my son, I'm home alone, as in I've got my three kids trying to record a podcast and one of my kids has a bit of a tickly cough. So it's always that moment when, when they're quite young and you're like, are they going to spew? Are you going to have to run upstairs and, and try and say, save them? <laughs> or is he going to come come down, cover and spew? It, it is one of those things when now you're kind of like, I've got all this stuff planned and I'd really like to be able to do it, but I can't control my kid on whether or not they're going to throw up on me get sick, sleep, not sleep, throw a tantrum, yeah. go mad, and you're trying to make it for a train or you're trying to do something, like, who knows? But I, and I, I, Have I, you even turned my um, noise cancelling off? So you need to listen out. But, but this, that kind of leads us on to our, our topic of the week. Well, it kind of does, but we always, start, we always start the same way, Neil. I was just about to say that it does lead into it quite nicely. But the first one is, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a bit of a a wild weekend, wild week. Pretty busy. And yeah, like I think I said, or you'll hear in episode 10, we're just trying to find our feet in terms of routine rhythm of this bakery that my wife's founded, started up and coffee shop and like all that entails. So for example, you had had people going out the door, didn't you? Yeah. So this is, this is completed week two and without going into, into kind of pound coins and figures and stuff we may touch on that in another episode we'll see what, what they think but yeah the queues out the door i mean she sold just to give you some some figures of bakes over 100 donuts yesterday yeah and she sells loads of different kind of bakes so donuts is one of them but selling out of lots of stuff which is which is good and not so good i mean it creates hype but then you want to try and try and um, supply supply that demand. Yeah, because you want you want that first interaction with a new customer, right? You don't want them to turn yeah. up and go, "Oh, you've, what do you mean you've sold out?" <laughs> like, well, yeah. I sold out because I'm really busy. If you come a bit <laughs> earlier next time, but I suppose it's the way you handle it. Like, I don't know, it, it's it, it could be good because yeah. it, it it gives people a recognition. You're like, look, like we're just we're sold out. We can only make so much. And we're a small yeah. business. But no, it's amazing. They've had re- returning customers already. I mean, there's this one woman that's come in four times this week. Which is mad. This old old lady that lives close by. Um, they've got the coffee machine in, so that wasn't in for first week, but it's in for second week, which makes phenomenal coffee now. And yeah, it's just it's just all a bit of a whirlwind. So we're still trying to find our feet in terms of routine of the kids, routine of 
uh, Rebecca getting you'll a get break, there. me getting a break. You'll get there. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of a fun adventure having your own business and doing your own thing and whatnot. So it's good. And I was just actually just thinking of top of my head, if if and when we come up to Dunfermline, we should do a, a podcast episode in the in the cafe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. But, uh, but could you imagine having, that, that, wouldn't that be quite a fun thing to have is to have a <laughs> podcast in the cafe? Maybe not while there's customers, obviously. But I well, you could do because we could sit in the corner, like away from everyone, so you're not you're not hearing the conversations. But I don't know, maybe the ambient noise of the coffee shop would be all right because I can't imagine yeah. people are running around shouting and swearing. <laughs> yeah, we can we can see, but certainly even if it's a backdrop. Anything else for the rest of your week? Anything else? Yeah, out with a with a a couple of friends on Thursday night, which is good. A few beers. Trying, I try and do that at least once a week. I think that's pretty healthy. Maybe not the alcohol consumption, but the, the socialisation of that. Oh yeah, um, what did you talk about? <laughs> work, a lot of work. So it, oh, it really? was work friends. So oh right, okay. Just being acquired and... I try, I try and avoid that. You know, when you go out to work yeah. colleagues, it's like, you can easily get wrapped into the whole, let's just talk about work stuff. When I'm like, well, come on, let's talk about, like, who are you? What do you do? Where are you from? Maybe you we, know them that, that well We already. did go down that. So the guy I was with the longest... Call him Craig. His name's Craig. Um, he's in his late forties. CEO of the the startup I I was a part of and now sold. He's still part of the company that bought them. But yeah, we, we actually went into a topic that we discussed is like, what's your biggest fears? And I think that was probably triggered based on the the thought process of that podcast we did. Oh yeah, which is Fun. quite interesting. But it's been going well. The podcast, like the downloads and stuff, we're not hitting thousands or anything like that. We're, but we're getting like a consistent Hundreds. over thirty. We're getting a consistent over 30 per episode, which yeah. I feel pretty proud about. Like 30 yeah. people are tuning in to listen to the podcast and that feels pretty solid. And we're approaching first to 500 downloads, which is yeah. which is fun. And considering we've had, what, 11 episodes now, I think that's, <laughs> I know. that's, that's I know. all right. I'm anyway, still enjoying it. Like, like I get excited about doing the podcast. So I hope you do too. Yeah, this is this is Sunday. So how's your full week been? What's your, what's your highlight? Highlight this week was getting the Creatorpreneur course filmed. That was a big one, like a big, big one for us. I'm still nervous about a few parts of the footage and how it's come along. And the sound in the venue was never going to be amazing, but the aesthetic of it was was really good. So it's trying to kind of balance that, and I, I just hope it comes out to what it should do. We've got our new editor starting on Thursday, and he'll be tasked with with editing that, so he'll have a little footage and be able to work with it and do what he needs to do. That was that done. We also launched the part time YouTuber Academy. When I say we, I have a small amount to do with it in terms of I've got to host something and I've got to do some other bits and pieces. And I had to take pictures and videos and stuff for it. But the team have been working on that. The part, part-time YouTuber Academy team have been working on that. I think they're selling over like 300 spaces, wow. maybe even more actually, I think. I think the aim the aim's definitely over 400, I think. And I, they probably will make it. So they've done really well with that. The whole process is just amazing to watch and sort of be party to. And it's a big driver for the business. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Then Laura's mum and dad, they're back from Kenya for good. So we we are still, we're still, we're living with them now, essentially. But that's really good because it's just, well, first of all, it's lovely to see them. <laughs> Second of all, it's it's nice to have another pair of helping hands, really. Just kind of, yeah, just be in sure. there. And they, they love hanging out. Like, they love hanging out with Olivia. So it's really nice to to see them, have them here. And it also means that our house is kind of getting down the road a bit more in terms of the the building process. We've got steel beams going in this coming Wednesday, which means it's supporting the walls and whatnot for the extension itself. 
that gets fitted in. So we just had another nice, lovely big to pay, which eh, it's not very tasty. But you know, every week it seems to be at least two thousand pounds, give or take. But yeah. we've got we've got savings, and we're kind of prepared for it all. So that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much my week. To be honest, nice. I think. Have you got a busy week ahead? What's your week looking like? Yeah, we do. We've got like two podcast episodes to film, which are pretty hardcore. We've got, like I say, that new editor I've got to help on board because he's going to be part of my team. We've got prep for a couple other bits. We've got a vlog to edit, meetings, standard sort of things. So, yeah, it's it's pretty full on. And we've got I've got beers with Johnny on Tuesday, which I'm looking forward to. Nice. One of my friends, Johnny nice. Jacobs. And then we've got a dinner, a lunch actually, with a couple of friends we haven't seen for a while, certainly since Olivia was born, at a restaurant called Ottolenghi. So he's got a famous Lebanese chef, I think, but he's got some cool books. He's got a book called Simple, so it's some simple meals that you can make, and they're really, really good, very popular, and he's got some cool restaurants around London, so we're going to go to one of them with some friends. Nice. And, nice. oh, last one, booked a holiday. Is this your Canada trip? Not your Canada trip. No, 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 done that. That's a Seattle one. We booked that already. That's ages, ages away. Oh. We, we're, we had some uh, vouchers. Do you remember the whole COVID thing? Just knocking us out. During Christmas, we'd had some <laughs> flights booked. 350 quid. 350 pounds to fly up to Dunfermline for Christmas. So they got cancelled, obviously, during the COVID thing. So we've been waiting to use them. So me and Laura have booked a, a short weekend away, sort of Friday to Monday, to the Amalfi Coast. Nice. So we're off to Italy. So that'll be fun. Without and Olivia or with Olivia? Or? Without Olivia. Just the two of us. Wow. I know. Four nights away. One of us is dreading it. One of us is super excited. <laughs> I guess that comes on to our topic of the week, though. The Hashtag dad. dad life. <laughs> I suppose, what could we call this episode? Should we call it dad life or whatever else? We could do a series. We could do a series of dad life. Oh, we, we could go on forever, I think, with the journeys that we've had with various stories. But it, but effectively, we were kind of like debating about what, what do we talk about this week. And I was quite keen to go into the sort of the dad thing again, because those episodes seem to be moderately popular. And, you know, just we're young guys going through the process of trying to raise a family. Neil's been doing it longer than I have, and I'm still pretty new to it. But it was just some of the some of the things that have popped up, some of the negatives, some of the positives, you know, some of the stories that we could potentially tell and sort of convey and go over. So, Neil, do you want, do you want to kick off or do you want me to go first? I think interest, I mean, I think the, the listeners by now might may know, but we create like a shared notes. And um, reading through Gordon's, is, it's a different angle to mine. So my, oh, right, is it? <laughs> I've obviously, it's so similar, but I mean, as Gordon um, mentioned, I've been a dad for seven years, which is mad. Like my daughter just turned seven officially last week. And I think that comes with, I don't know, as your child gets older, you're going to have a different set of worries, a different set of concerns and things that play on your head. Play in your mind, maybe not on your head. (laughs) Yeah. And Gordon's coming from it from a new dad point of view, which is fine, but I'm definitely, I feel like I'm getting old. I I raised this one, I think I I was just thinking about it more because I feel like the whole Ukraine conflict made me think more about just just what what the hell mums and dads are doing. Yeah. Like, I get it. Old people, elderly people, sorry. Elderly people, single people, young people. It's still going to be a massive challenge for them. But I was kind of thinking about my situation and then transporting that into a Ukrainian family's position, you know, just like, like I couldn't, I can't, I can almost, I can almost not comprehend it. Like suddenly, yeah, there's really tanks sad. outside my front door. There's shellings going off. 
like Olivia and Laura have to go to a bomb shelter somewhere. They have to take nappies and cleaning things and food for her. And you you know what it's like trying to leave the house. You came to my wedding. You basically <laughs> took and took, took a van down to the wedding just because you had all the kids stuff right and they yeah. had they were in a different car and you were in the other car yeah but just imagine that was during wartime and you're trying to survive and then you know i'm conscripted to the uh, army because that's part of the process like if you're a young man that's willing to, uh, able to fight you have to go and get bare arms so yeah. you're leaving your wife and child down in a bunker with barely any food and any nappies or any help or any like medication or whatever else and somewhere normal to sleep like how the hell do you get her to sleep you know if she's not got a normal bed a normal routine how do you <laughs> wash her like that's awful right yeah. And, yeah. and then 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 your husband or your or you you yourself you're you're off fighting the russians you don't even know if you're going to come back. Yeah, and then the and wife doesn't know if you're going to come back, and and, and that's so in two thousand. That's two thousand and twenty-two. That's twenty twenty-two, not nineteen forty, not nineteen twelve. <laughs> yeah. But that's that got me thinking Terrifying. about this. I was just kind of thinking about you know the empathy, the understandings, the things that I've kind of struggled with, and just the general world. I think I was thinking about to be honest. That was yeah. That's why I, mean, I was talking about it. It is a horrific. You try and not tune in, but it's impossible not to, and it's. Impacting the whole world. Obviously, Ukraine's in a bit of a mess, to say the least. But even things like prices rising and potential of like Poland going to war, and there's just a crazy I amount mean, of stuff. I mean, we've been sheltered from it quite a lot. The Middle East, you know, places like Yemen, for example, have been uh, under um, siege, and certain parts of like Syria and all those kind Israel of places. Yeah, all that's yeah. been been horrific. So we've been in Europe pretty pretty sheltered, I suppose. And now here we are, you know, yeah. and it's kind of, it's it's not even just the Ukrainian conflict. It's even hit me home more now, be, becoming a dad, that, you know, there's families all across the world that are suffering this type of thing. And yeah, yeah we're just kind of thinking about it. So that's my... Nice. Yeah, I think it's the, the biggest bombshell when you have your first child is like, you've got one dependent now. And oh, that, yeah. that, that changes a lot of stuff. You've got... You might have a, a wife or a girlfriend or a partner that's depending on you. But yeah, when you've got like this little baby that needs you to do everything, every single thing, there's a, there's a lot to take in. And it's even just from changing a nappy or, or putting food on the table to getting a mortgage for a house. So when you apply for a mortgage, they're going to ask you how many dependents have you got? And then that affects your affordability and then that goes down a whole whole thing. So yeah, there's there's a lot to... Oh, it's mad, isn't it? You, you, when you, when a baby's born, you don't realise how useless we are as human beings for the best part of like four or five years of your life. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, she's know. she's she's so useless that, and I, I I'm sorry, Olivia, if you're listening to this when you're like eighteen, but you're so useless that when you lie down, you've now got a bald patch on the back of your head because you, you can't move anywhere apart from that. You know. And it's yeah. any simple things like I didn't realise was they don't drink water for the best part of the first six months of their life. It's yeah. just baby milk or breast milk. That's it. And yeah. but I, equally, but then equally, I also found it incredible that yeah, you've got a dependent, but she, she was she's very able and capable of finding finding the breast to be able to to feed from, right? And telling not, you, telling you she's hungry. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, like hands to the mouth thing and all that kind of stuff. Like it's it that's bonkers as well. So you, you consider how useless they are as <laughs> as as things. They're also the incredibly side. capable of other stuff. You know, yeah. which is which is pretty phenomenal. But did you did you feel particularly like how did your attitude to to things change? You know, how did your attitude change to friends? How did your attitude change to 
other parents, how did your attitude change to work when you've now got this dependent? Because you said, you know, affordability stuff and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'll probably unpack the friends, the friends fun, friends question first. I felt, it's, and this is going way back when I first became a dad, you almost drift apart from your friends that have got, I've not even got a girlfriend yet and they're out every Friday, Saturday night partying. And they kind of, I don't know, go on the back burner a little bit because you've now got a wife and a child or a partner to 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 look after. And yeah, you make new friends and it kind of lead, leads on to that kind of other parent chat. It's hard being a young dad. So I was 23, 24, mentioned a few times a podcast. And by far when you're taking the child to baby groups and stuff like that, you're definitely the one of the youngest in the room. I don't know about how you felt, Gordon. Do you? Did you take Olivia to classes and stuff? Were you? Well, we were in COVID. Oh, of course, of course. So, but then most most of the dads that I meet, so the the mums are a little bit older than Laura, so maybe they're thirty two, thirty three, but the dads are all you know thirty three, thirty four, yeah. thirty five these days. So I'm pretty much the same kind of age of them. Yeah. You know, you were you were very different in the sense you had a kid when you were like twenty four, right? That's that's quite different these days. But I'm just kind of interested, like, so did did work become a different sort of priority or a different thought in your head? Because, you know, if I, if I reflect back or I reflect now on how I approach work, before it was kind of, I was just doing it because, first of all, it was definitely just because it was fun, because I was interested in it, didn't, didn't really matter to me. There wasn't something I worried about too much. Maybe a little bit, I had like a mortgage to pay and whatnot, but I always felt confident I could do that. It was never really something I'd worried about. But now I look at work as something that's kind of very different because Olivia can't survive unless I earn enough money. Or I kind of feel like that. I shouldn't, that's not the case, isn't it? And that's not going to happen. But yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, I'm, I, I need to step up. I need to take this seriously or, you know, I don't know, have a different type of attitude towards work where my words mean things and my, my attitude means things and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think probably looking back perhaps, but now... I mean, I just look at like, what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is, I don't know, I lose my job, can't pay my mortgage for a couple of months. I get food stamps or benefits from the government that provides meals for the table. So like, if you go through all that, I've got parents, I've got you, like I've got a good support network, I've got my in-laws. So if I, I don't know, work for me, maybe I did at the very start, I think, yeah, I need to, to kind of change my attitude towards it. But I think now it's kind of ingrained in me that, I don't need to, not maybe not ingrained, but I don't need to stress over that part because, yeah, if I lose my job, I'll get a new job in a few months. I'll be fine. (laughs) Touch wood. That's nice. But then maybe even like earning capabilities. So I thought about work slightly differently in that, you know, I do have an aspiration to be able to privately educate my children. And, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a bit ambitious or maybe people are like, nah, you can just go to public school or whatever else. But private education is better. Every, pretty much everything you can buy that's private private healthcare, private education private lessons that's private education but the, the, those two types of attitudes you, you get better care pretty much across the board and you get better teaching across the board because the classes are much smaller you get much more attention they're just better equipped, all these kind of things so I would, I would like to be able to do that and that comes with a certain job right, it comes with a certain in, in, income yeah. So yeah. I suppose I felt also pressure from that saying that, you know, what if what if Olivia wants a, a fancy toy or a certain outfits or, <laughs> you know, yeah, and it sounds ridiculous, but you want to be able to give them that, right? You don't want them to, to have, you, you have to say, no, sorry, daddy can't afford it. 
Yeah, there's, but there's definitely, there's, there's going to be limits. <laughs> there's going to be limits, yes, of course there is. And there's whether it's the right time to buy that thing or not. But Did, did for you, having a dependent change priorities within your life? Because you kind of talked about the idea of friends, right? So they clearly had a very different priority to you. They were like, yeah, chasing tail, doing what they wanted to do, drinking, you know, not really caring about what they were doing, but... Do you feel like that was also just because you had a different priority, they had a different priority, you don't kind of align in that way? But was there anything else that changed in terms of priorities? Yeah, like I kind of went back to it and you mentioned it in your list where you almost not become a recluse, but maybe go home a bit earlier or want to not have that hangover. So maybe choose to have one or two beers instead of five or six. And um, it brings me back to, I think we, we were out a few few years ago now in Edinburgh and I was like, I'm getting the train home early. <laughs> and you had no, like, I don't know, you had no sympathy or empathy towards that because you just, you didn't have that. No, because I still saw you as my little brother, right? Yeah. I still saw you as like, you were still very young. So I was like, like what the hell are you going home for? With a two-year-old. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to wake me up half of the night and a hangover, even, even just like four or five beers, not even a hangover. You still feel a bit minging in the morning. Haven't slept right. It, it, it can derail your whole day and it's just not worth it but i find it now a mixture of both where it's a case of now i'm now missing out on something so i'm missing out on hanging out with olivia or being engaged as i might normally be or whatever else but i also feel like that's bad because she wants to see me and say hello and hug me and you know play with me and do whatever else but i'm incapable because i drank too much you've got to be responsible but then there's also that, that like there's also the balance right where I think I think there's I think there is the balance of being able to do those things, but choose them more again that priority thing. Choose them more wisely. Like you know that okay, you've made a conscious decision where you're like it's a bit like the Christmas party. I think you know when you see like mums and dads out at the Christmas party, <laughs> they're absolutely sloshed. Yeah, yeah. Because that's their that's their one tick of the year where they go, hey, I'm gonna go and get out, go out and get absolutely <laughs> up, yeah. right? And so I imagine like that's what you probably do now is where you probably prioritize certain times where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to be a bit of a slob and be hungover because I'm going to have a good time with my brother. We're going to go out, we'll have dinner, we'll have a few bottles of wine. Like that, like, but I suppose you weren't looking after kids then. When you came down from New Year, we had a, we had quite a lot of, like three or four bottles of wine between three of us, yeah. plus beers and whatever yeah. else. Yeah. So I suppose you just become more, you just become more kind of choosy about how you do it, really, I, I think. That's certainly what I've experienced so far. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely getting in now. The boys are three and a half, Isla's seven. They're sleeping through pretty well, and they're pretty, I don't know if you're lying on the sofa ill or hungover, they're pretty self-sufficient. They, they want, they're, they're a bit easier than a newborn. So those, I think, nights out that I mentioned, and I try and go out once a week with friends over a beer or a curry or something. And, um, and sometimes it may involve five, six, seven, eight beers. And I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll manage it. I'll I'll take it on the head. And, ju- and just for the record, by the way, for the podcast, Neil doesn't cycle home when he's had eight to ten beers <laughs> in him. Okay. Correct. Apparently, apparently the the law in Scotland says you're not allowed to cycle home. Is that right, Neil? If you're intoxicated? No, not even. It's the same same as driving. Same oh, as driving. Interesting. So yeah. it, it interesting. So you 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 don't you do it definitely don't cycle home <laughs> if you've had eight to ten beers. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Excellent. <laughs> Most of you, six. Is that the, the bicycle drink limit? Is it? 
<laughs> the e-bike trick limit. It drives itself. E- self-driving. That, yeah, exactly. You see, if it's self-driving, you're technically yeah. not driving the vehicle, are you? Yeah. Please stop me. It's gone out. He's on. He's on, on to something. Do you? Did you? Did you have a, a difference in terms of like prioritizing health? Not just not just friendships, but other relationships. You know how how did you how did you balance the priority from exercising? Like you might go to the gym regularly, or even like being able to go out with Rebecca on a regular basis and maintaining that relationship. Like how what what, what was happening then? Yeah, so I think that the first. So I want to say a year or two when I was born, my first one, uh, no exercise, that kind of just went out the window. And you kind of, you become a bit, I don't know, you maybe use it as an excuse, but you're also very tired. It's probably not great. You want to spend more time with her. Again, is it is it going back to an excuse? But yeah, exercise for me just went out the window. I just didn't enjoy it. I felt like it was a bit of a, being a bit selfish, especially with a new child. And even when the boys came along, when you've got a newborn, I think, although you're told to get time on your own and stuff, I think exercise can make you feel tired, can make you feel a bit more stressed. I just think there's a place and time for it. So if, if you're a new dad or, or become become a dad, I'd probably recommend, I don't know, first three to six months, not doing anything. Just, just survive. <laughs> just be fat and happy. Yeah, yeah, dad bod. You can bring your body back, but you've got to just survive those six months. And then that comes, if you don't exercise, if you're not out running or going to the gym five days a week, then could that hour be spent with your wife? Could that hour be spent with friends, which might have a better better impact on you? But um, what about you? How are you struggling? Are you struggling with the gym? Are you getting yeah, back into I, it I still, Yeah, I still struggle with the gym. There's kind of a combination going on there is the fact that, yeah, it's like a time stuff. So when I was... You're right, Neil? Yeah, I'm just... See, no, um, if, if anybody's listening to the podcast, Neil's just listening out for his kid to see if he's thrown up everywhere. But I bet after he's finished his podcast, it's just going to be a puddle of it and they're going to be jumping up and down it, like when you go upstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, difficult. It's, the the prioritising health things kind of... It annoys me at the same time as I'm just kind of accepting of it to a certain degree. You know, there's, there's that thing we talked about in previous episodes where I was at a certain pinnacle or what I thought as a pinnacle of... of of physique development, if you want to call it that, which just seems ridiculous saying that from a 34-year-old <laughs> married man of one child. But I was at that, and then now I'm like, I'm so far away from that. It's like, well, what's the point part of thing? But then also exactly like you say, certainly over the past few months, my weekend, like through the week, I'm in early. So I'm in at 8.39 at work, I'm, and it's an hour commute, so I'm leaving house at half seven. And I'm not home till about seven-ish. PM at night time, so I I I don't know where I'd fit it in if yeah, if I want to yeah. sleep, which is I do want to sleep, then I, I'm, I don't want to get up at five AM because I'd rather have an extra hour in bed rather than doing bicep curls. <laughs> and at weekends, I want to relieve Laura of of her hardcore week, right? So yeah, even if it's only yeah. me taking her for an hour in the morning, that means it'll push eight nine o'clock. Maybe it'll get to ten o'clock. Then it's kind of a case of like getting Olivia organized for like breakfast time, nap times. And I'm just not in that kind of rhythm where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll go to the gym. Because it'll, it'll turn 10 o'clock and then by the time it's 12 o'clock, it's lunchtime, whatever else. So yeah. other stuff changes like when you're when you're becoming a dad and the, the dad thoughts was maybe the title of this, but I don't know yet. But it's kind of the relationship aspect as well. Like how does that change between the two of you? It becomes, I found it's become kind of much more 
systemized and regimented and scheduled. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot less passive. What's the what's the what's the word when you uh, you do something off the cuff and you just go for it? I know what you mean. Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah. It's a lot less spontaneous. Yeah. Because normally you just go for a meal. Yeah. Do you want to go shopping today? Do you want to go out? Do you want to come up to London for a Nando's? And now that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a massive. People just don't, I guess, appreciate appreciate that when they've got it. And like Rebecca and I, from a personal point of view, we try most weeks. Some weeks we don't do it. Some weeks we do. Every Sunday night, we'll sit down and plan like what's our meal meals for the week, our evening meals. Because feeding five five people takes a lot. But then we, we during that chat, we schedule in like right, are we going to have a date night or. A, Maybe go and try and get babysitters and go out for a meal. So, like, sometimes a date night is scheduled like seven days in advance <laughs> before kids. Sexy. <laughs> oh, can't it wait seven days? I'm going to get myself a fish supper. Countdown: six sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's, that's reality. Like, you you've got to make time, and you've got to be both on the same page because. But you got to plan it. Right, that's yeah, the difference, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's just not with with it with when it how your relationship usually starts is the the only planning you usually have is you're like you're texting each other and then you're like oh let's meet up for a date on this day or whatever else and I suppose it kind of goes back to that but equally you also and I imagine you also go on a date together and you just start talking about the kids <laughs> yeah yeah I think we we, did, we definitely did but and not anymore we're we're better at that now <laughs> phones stay in the car. <laughs> <laughs> one rule we don't talk about kids right mm. that's, that's, I suppose I, I do say it to Laura actually I'm like come on let's not talk about Olivia let's talk about what she's up to a routine like yeah. we can do that any other time this is just for us to have a chat about what we're up to and what we want to do you know, that kind of thing yeah yeah. but then you also you also I found that since we go out for dinners we now you know sometimes we might stay out till like midnight or something now we're like Oh, it's just gone nine o'clock. I wouldn't mind getting to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like every everyone's got the and even like when you go for long weekends away, and you're like, if I have two late nights, I'm going to be minging when I get back on Sunday or Monday. And so. you definitely, you definitely get your comfies on before anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> There's something. What was I going to mention? What are you going to mention, Neil? You know, people can still hear you when you're talking to yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right. See me. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. You, from that perspective, I think you just, as we say, it's you're prioritizing the things that matter at that time. Certainly, earlier on in the time, you, you're having a child of a young baby. You're doing everything to make sure that you can satisfy what's going on in front of you, rather than yeah. thinking about. Because it's almost like I don't, I don't know if I don't know if there's the right thing, but you kind of lose a sense of self a little bit. Yeah, oh, so for sure. Where for you sure. were very much individual to a certain degree. So you were about individual pursuits and you were about individual things and what made me, what, what pleasured me to a certain degree. And then you get a girlfriend or you get a partner and you start to sort of think more outside of that. And you start to think about, well, what's important to them and what's important for them and how do I help make them happy? Yeah. But then you've got this other thing that's even bigger that you have to then tend to and do everything for with nothing, nothing really getting back <laughs> for quite a while. Yeah. And yeah, I think you lose that kind of individual doing things for yourself, certainly for a while. Yeah. And and I'm okay with that. But it will be nice when we get back to get it back. And I think you get that a little bit more now because of the fact that the boys can 
they can get some toast if they want to, or they can get a glass of water. Yeah, yeah, but I've just that light bulb moment. Thoughts come back. You mentioned like when you go out and you you don't want to talk about kids. I mean, as your kids grow up and like our house is just the noise level is ridiculous. You've got three kids running around like crazy trying to have any kind of conversation, whether it's, yeah, what we're having for dinner tonight to life choices to anything like that is hard and almost impossible. So you find when you do go out for a meal, when you've got older kids or not older, but like a three year old to seven year old then like the conversation flows really well and really easily and the kids just don't get a mention because there's just right. so much to update and yeah, it's good. That's but, that's like, that's that's a good point at which I can introduce a story about Neil that I found really quite funny. So I, I took Neil to Dubai, I think we talked about this for his 30th, and we're sat in the hotel room and I think we just got back from something or some shopping or we went away to somewhere anyway. We're just sat in the room together and... I was like, Neil, do you fancy going and doing something? He was like, <laughs> no, actually. I'd just like to sit here, quietly. And he just sat there on his phone, just quietly, just kind of just chilling out. And I was like, yeah. this, man's in his, this man's in his element in, in a hotel room in Dubai where no one's, no one's running around screaming, going, Dad, Dad. Yeah. That's it. You're just in your element. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Back, yeah. Big, <laughs> I'm Brings back memories. Now. <laughs> One of the one back. of the one of the big ones that I found is again going back to that type of individualist an individualized approach to life where you were just kind of you had to put your car keys in your pocket you had to put your uh, wallet in your back pocket take your phone with you and that was it right you just went out the door and you you could survive for the whole day yeah now now you're, you're taking <laughs> a small inventory you know you've got Quite literally you've got like a a tank of a of a um, pram. I've got it actually sat next to us, so you can see if you're on the U- on YouTube. There's a pram right next to us, right? So you've literally got a massive pram to push around. You have to take a bag full of stuff that includes maybe one or two change- changes of clothes, nappies, baby wipes, potential bottles, like changing mats, uh, toys for them to play with. Make sure yeah. they've got enough so they're warm enough. Like it, 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 I couldn't believe the amount of stuff you have to take. <laughs> And then, like, think about the twin dads. I'll put my hand up. Times two. <laughs> it's it's mad. Like, yeah, two. Not but not then, quite but, two changing bags, but two of everything. But then, when you're when I I find when you go out with it, you don't realize how inaccessible most places are. The world, yeah, yeah. Like, as soon as you as soon as you start pushing a pram around, you you now encounter things like, are there lifts at this station? Especially in London, because some yeah. tube stations don't have lifts. So you're like, shit, I've got to go in the escalator. But I'm not allowed to go in the escalator. Someone's going to tell me off. I'm like, but I'm not going to get the tube back to the other station that's got the escalator. Like, why can't you take a buggy in the escalator? Well, it's just unrecommended because it's quite dangerous. It's strapped in. Well, the baby's strapped in, but if you let go of it, it's going down <laughs> the escalator, Neil. Yeah, but you can also take it on stairs. Anyway, I don't agree with no escalator babies. Right. <laughs> Neil also doesn't take children on escalators uh, for recommendation purposes, just in case anyone's listening. But yeah, the the whole thing of like that, and you know, you know, you go to a certain shop and you're like, oh, have they got baby changing facilities? No. Well, why the hell did I buy this coffee in here? Because I was being nice. Or you go to a pub and there's like four steps up to get into it, or you know, the door's not wide enough, or there's a queue, or baby yeah. screaming or whatever else but i just found that you know the stuff that you have to take with you is unreal 
and the time it takes as well. Whereas before, you're just kind of like, you got your headphones in, you're just kind of, you know, listening to Shania Twain, just... Do, 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 you can do. Run, to the, run to the train, but now... You can, no, oh, God, no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no chance of running, Neil. Not, not, a, not, a, not a chance. Yeah. And then it's also for, like, Laura, she has to think about, you know, how self-conscious am I breastfeeding in public? You know, where do I do it? How do I do it? Is there space to do it? Are there people watching? Judge, judge me? And, yeah. yeah, like, all that stuff. It's mad, isn't it? It is, it is. One, one thing that I wrote down, and this is a bit of a, it's turned into a, ra- a random chat of, of dad chat, but that first sleepover in someone else's house. So this is for the people with older kids out there. Ilo's maybe four or five. But it's a terrifying thought if you think that your child is going to another parent's house and maybe it's a school friend, so you may not know their mum and dad that well. Maybe it's some, yeah, maybe it's parents you just, you're, you're not really aware of, you're not really sure who they are. But they're going to that house because they want to have a sleepover. And yeah, things that are going through your head are just the, the worst. But then in reality, it's probably going to be okay. In reality, they're probably nice parents. But yeah, you've got that well, to you're look lucky. forward to. You're, yeah, you're lucky in the in the UK. You know, realistically, the worst things they're going to hear is some swear words or something or a TV program that you probably don't want them to watch. But I mean, there's not a huge amount on TV that can harm a child necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Most most people, I would think, don't just have knives sat on the table and scissors and all that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> but just imagine this: we we stayed with a couple in tennis in Tennessee, yeah, in America, and she was a British British woman, British man, and they had to to make sure that they their children understood what guns looked like and not wow. to touch them. That's mad. So just imagine that. Just ima- and they're not locked away. Like these guns are just you know in the side side drawers or whatever else loaded. Yeah, yeah. So I feel quite lucky in this, but I, I see what you mean. Like the first sort of sleepover, you wonder what you wonder what they're up to. And but I think I think you can give the benefit of the doubt most of the time if their kid if their kids coming over to your house and they they don't look dishevelled and <laughs> don't run around just seeing the f bomb. Yeah. Then I think I think you'll be all right. I think they'll yeah. probably survive. You know. No, I, I know what you mean, but you, you start looking at the, the area they live in, the type of car they drive, and you're like, is that going to be okay? But yeah, in, I mean, you say in 2022 in UK, I mean, you're seeing Ukraine now fall into pieces. You don't know what the world's... You don't know what, well, what, you hope not, Neil. Yeah. You just got to... It's, it's, even if something like that does happen, there's, there's no control that we have. So what can you do? True, true. And another kind of topic I had was like the, the first holiday abroad. And oh, you'll, you'll have that... When you take Olivia to Canada, we did Canada? we did a bit of a uh, no Seattle, no, Seattle, America. We did we did do one though when we did a little getaway, just the two of us. We can I could definitely give you some funny stories from that. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just a everything you need to pack. B what the travels like, what, what they're going to be like on the road or on the train or the plane. And there's just so much to worry about and stress about, and especially when it's their first time. You're like. Yeah, what's going on through your head? So anyway, how was your first first trip away with Olivia? Oh right, well this was this was interesting. So we went to Cheltenham, which is near Cotswolds. So a nice nice area of just outside London. It's really really kind of nice. Drive train. We drove. So it was really nice, and we kind of have these grand plans of you know putting Olivia to bed, put her in the pram, and then take her to the restaurant with us. The first restaurant we went to, Laura had looked it up and it said it looked really good and it was like kind of schlanking, street foody food and it just looked really cool. And this was maybe a, I think this was like a Friday night or something or a Saturday night. Anyway, we rock up to it and we're like, oh, it's quite loud music in there. 
and it's like full of like late 20s early 30s having like a bit of a party basically and we've got the baby in the pram and we're like hmm i'm not sure we can go in here (laughs) and then it was like even if we took the pram we couldn't probably squeeze past everyone to get to our seat and it was just too loud and it was just it was such a such a such a, a a lovely thought of Laura to see if we could have like a nice meal somewhere, but at the same time, in reality, you couldn't have you, you couldn't have just worked that out because it was just it was awful. So then we ended up traipsing through the streets looking for like somewhere to eat, and it was quite late, and we're getting hungry, and baby's not asleep, and oh my word! But we stumble across this restaurant, and we get into the restaurant, and we're like, oh, this will be all right. So we sit down. Well, the the maitre d she she really wants to talk to the baby. The baby's supposed to be asleep. <laughs> So she's like, oh, she's so cute. Oh, she looks so cute. Just staring at her. Don't talking look at her. To don't her. look at her eyes. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, please leave her alone. She's supposed to be asleep. So then she wouldn't go to sleep. So then we just ended up like having her having her meal. Oh, oh, one of us was holding Olivia. She's wide awake at eight o'clock at night eating dinner. And we just, it just didn't work out very well. But we, we got through it. And then the next night we, we did manage to somehow do it. We took her out and she did fall asleep actually in the pram in the restaurant, which is quite nice. And we did eat a meal, so it was fine. So nice. it was kind of a mixed bag, really, of just try and see what would happen. And it seemed to work okay. So, yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Your first holiday, you went to Spain, didn't you? You got you won some voucher thing. Lanzarote, yeah. We went to Lanzarote and we won two and a half grand. And you're probably thinking, why did you go to Lanzarote for two and a half grand? Um, Long story short, Rebecca was pregnant. There's a finite window of time we had to go before the the twins arrived. We wanted sun. January Lanzarote was good, good, good in in January. So yeah, took took a trip out there. And Isla was three, so again, or two and a half, three. Quite easy to manage, but just the the, pa- the amount of packing you've got to do, and just FYI for any any dads or parents out there, generally for travelling with a kid, you get loads of things free. So like car seats, buggies, extra luggage, even down to London if you're flying to London. Jet, easy jet that you can throw in loads of stuff with a child. But yeah, I think any kind of funny moments when we're out there? I don't think so, but I've got a kind of funny story about the first kind of holiday, or not holiday, but trip away with, with Isla. So she was four months old and I don't know if Isla was a difficult baby or if it was just my parenting or yeah, too young, too naive, how hard things could be. Anyway, we took her away. Rebecca had a hen do and long story short, Rebecca couldn't this is going to too much detail. Anyway, I came along with with Rebecca and Isla and I stayed in a hotel beside the Hindu. So here's me in this random hotel and the Hindu's in this log cabin somewhere. And it was just in case Isla needed Rebecca at any point in time. So I, I, Rebecca could come over and help. Anyway, Four months, away, four months away with Isla. She didn't really take to the bottle very well, hence why I reckon it to be a standby. And here's me at like three in the morning, Isla wakes up for a feed and she would refuse to take a bottle. Wow. Like refused. And I couldn't get a hold of Rebecca. She's probably fast asleep, maybe drinking, I can't remember. So yeah, for three, four hours, I was in this hotel room with a screaming, screaming baby with, with nothing like... <laughs> There's nothing more alone, is there, Neil? <laughs> I had bottles of milk. She wouldn't take it. She refused the the bottle. Yeah, that was a lonely, lonely, dark time. And there's, no, there's nothing. There's nothing more alone than yeah. that happening when you're on. When you're just because yeah. I I don't think I've had that. I haven't had a night with Olivia on my own. Laura's always been like she'd either sleep in another room or whatever else, so I could just bring her through if she needed to feed. 
Yeah. But yeah, I've not had that, and that that's pretty terrifying. Like you know, hat tip to <laughs> hat tip to Laura and what she's capable of doing, and hat tip to Rebecca and what she's capable of doing. You know, know, it's it's mental, isn't it? And this was like in a hotel room that obviously I didn't know, and yeah, it was just it was it was a hard night. But I did. There, there really... was there's one there's one I'll finish on, and maybe I'll be a bit more timid with with what, what my notes say. To be honest, but. <laughs> Have you have you ever stumbled across? It's kind of this weird. We're in this weird cultural shift, I find, where me and you grew up, where the internet was not Wi-Fi. It was down, like download whatever. Do you know that noise, a dial-up yeah, internet yeah. thing that we had? So we still came from like, well, yeah, time had changed a lot, but there was still kind of some old school values in the sense that men went to work and women stayed at home and looked after babies. Not not that that happened in our household. Like mum went to work certainly when we were a bit older. That still kind of carries on a little bit. Like there's still, there's still certainly an element of men will continue to go to work because women will stay at home and look after the children during their maternity leave and maybe go and continue the career from there. But I still find there's some stuff lagging behind in the sense that you know there's more rights for men. There's paternity leave that's that's kicked in for certain things and more companies adopting longer paternity leave for men. There's more men staying at home as house husbands. Rather than going to work, they look after children, their their wives or their partners will go to work, that kind of thing. But I still find there's things like some changing facilities for babies will only be in the ladies. Yeah, yeah. And you're like Mad. Huh. If this if this was the other way around, yeah, <laughs> there would be there would be pandemonium going on in the BBC or Channel <laughs> Four would make a documentary about it or whatever else. So with that, I kind of, I kind of feel just a bit uncomfortable. I'm just like, you know, do I go in? Like, what do you do yeah. in that situation, Neil? And what have you have you ever? I, I don't think I've gone in, but I, it kind of goes through your head. You're like, if I'm in a bad situation, like for example, by the way, Olivia's going through uh, weaning stage at the moment, and weaning stage means they don't go to the bathroom as much. But when they do go to the bathroom, it is. I think I sent Neil the picture. Did I send yeah, the picture? Yeah, yeah, did. it is. It's 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 pretty it's pretty impressive what comes out of an eight kilo baby let's put it that way so imagine you're in that situation and you arrive to this destination and the only baby changing facilities in the ladies changing rooms you'd be like well i'm going in yeah you don't have a choice i'm like ladies cover up do whatever you're doing but i've got a baby i'm coming in yeah yeah so i just i kind of i kind of wonder with some some attitude aspects of it's a bit sad um, certainly and just taking it a step back a little bit when you mentioned like the olden olden days back in the day when the, generally the, the the mother or the the mum look after the child. I remember when Isla was first born and we were up in Sky, and um, Rebecca's grand nana and papa. They were maybe I don't know in their eighties, and I think it was maybe their first great grandchild or one of their first great 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 grandchild children. And I took Isla away to change her nappy, and Papa Sky asked Rebecca, my wife. What's he doing? <laughs> because really, yeah, he was like he, he couldn't believe I I had taken Isla away to change her nappy. Wow! Because he he always thought it, it should have been the the, the mum. But, that, but that's so true. foreign to him. That's quite interesting though, because that, that attitude, you know, the the interesting attitude about that is that wasn't necessarily just ingrained, perhaps, in him by other men. It wasn't like necessarily adopted yeah. by him by other men because. Laura's granddad, I remember sat down speaking to him about it when his son David was born and the other children. He wasn't he wasn't allowed in the birthing suite. 
So men yeah. were not allowed in the maternity uh, birthing suite. Like they weren't allowed in the maternity hospital. Only right. women were allowed there. Like, could you? I, I couldn't imagine not being at the birth of my child. No, no, way. no way, no way. But back in the day, men weren't allowed to. Yeah, that's, and I do. I just wonder. You know, sometimes these. I think these things just kind of come along as part of it, and you know, to some extent. To some extent, there is still that kicking around, right? You know, when I think Laura gets really annoyed with people, certainly the older generation might say things like, oh, he's a really hands-on dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, nah, mate, he's just a dad. Like, yeah. he's doing what he should be doing. Yeah. Like, you don't need to say things like hands-on dad. Like, you don't say hands-on mum. Yeah, no, you're, you you're, you're, you're right. And even, and this was actually happened yesterday, we were at the beach with a couple of friends, I'm I'm not going to name drop him, but one of my friends has got an an older brother. He's in his forties now, or maybe late forties, and he he was commenting on how hands on my friend was, and it's just wow. like, yeah, it's 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 not that far away. It's not not that long ago that they were like that. Oh, Gordon got disconnected. So, folks, hope you enjoyed episode eleven on just yeah random dad chat. I hope you found it useful. Let me see if he's going to come back on. So Gordon's having technical issues. So yeah, episode 11. I think it was a good chat. We discussed all thing or random plethora of dad things. If you've got any feedback, comments, feel free to leave them on our Instagram. Website is greenhornpodcast.live or at greenhornpodcast. And thanks for watching. Goodbye. <laughs>